I sat straight as the pilot had instructed before takeoff, facing the window to ensure no one could see my eyes welling up with tears. The memory of my stepfather, whom I had lost due to COVID-19, had returned unexpectedly. He had fared on in August 2021, and it was now June 2022. I could not attribute the overwhelming sadness to a particular trigger. After all, I was leaving Rwanda after an elated time connecting with friends and colleagues at the Commonwealth Heads of State and Government meeting. Furthermore, before boarding the flight, I enjoyed a warm cup of chocolate macchiato with a longtime friend who usually has hilarious experiences to share. Nevertheless, as the plane slowly made its way down the runway, so did melancholy through my heart. Maybe it was all the goodbyes I had to say after meeting people face to face after two years of Zoom meet and greets. I had always been good at goodbyes, or so I thought. In fact, family and friends had always known me to move on rather quickly. However, in 2020, during the height of lockdowns due to COVID-19, I realized that I was really only good at stuffing the hurt and the pain deep in my heart and burying myself in work. I had done it again with the departure of my stepfather. At the point of this breakdown, it felt like a pit within me was running over with emotions. Release time had come. I have had to let go of people and things I considered precious in this life. And that taught me that at certain stages of grieving, there's nothing anyone can say or do that can piece your heart back together. Only tears, groans, precious affirmations, and silent prayers can get you through the day. This moment felt like one of those that needed to be faced in solitude. So I took out my phone to face the Goliath of grief alone, journaling candidly. I was sure to completely dim the screen light and have my face wholly directed towards my phone as I typed. So the old Indian man sitting next to me did not become involved in soothing a heart he did not break and wiping away tears he did not understand. I, I just scribbled away. Right now, I wish you were alive. I wish we could plan one more Father's Day surprise for you. I wish we could tease you about your Eritrean accent and share the laughter. I wish we still had you to worry about, care for, pray for, mind about, and cater to. I wish we still had the chance to receive your invitation to meet and grab a quick lunch. But it's okay. I know you fought hard and fought enough. You're resting now. I will hold your memory in dear remembrance of you. Typing these words created a sense of reassurance that I grieve because I love. It was comforting, so I continued. Whitney, remember that loving is living. To open up your heart to love is to open it to grief. Lay down that cross and submit to it. For from death, life arises. Submitting to grief is a form of self-love. For sorrow endures the night, but joy comes in the morning. Many people never dare to open themselves in that way. They never truly give themselves to anything. You're not one of them.
You dare to love. Now you dare to grieve. I release the weight of wishing you were still here. I release the trauma of wanting to hear your voice just one more time. Knowing I never will. I release unforgiveness. I release resentment and bitterness. I grieve and release the childhood and the past I wanted to have. I grieve and release everyone and everything I wanted to stay. I receive the life I have now, including the people, opportunities and blessings in it. I deserve all the liberating and uplifting things occurring within me and around me now. I deserve the good, rich and satisfying life that is now blossoming within and around me. A new sense of safety is arising within me. A new beginning is coming to my life. A new order of divine direction is coming my way. It's time for my oil to flow and oil jars to fill and overflow. My entire being is flowing in divine alignment and enablement. My entire being is moving in divine authority to fulfill my purpose. My God, my Father, my friend, thank you for being here even before my heart arrived to prepare a safe landing space where I can fully express all that I'm feeling, all that I am, and still feel able to face tomorrow, to lift a finger and turn the page to the next story. Thank you for carrying me through moments like this when I did not have the strength to raise my head above it. Thank you for holding my future long enough until I'm ready to be a part of the days again. God, you are my provider. You are my healer. You are my sustainer. I submit to your direction. I cannot do it without your hand holding me up and guiding me. Thank you for counting me in so I can see another day. Thank you for holding me up to live through this moment when, to be honest, I do not want to be here today. I submit to your will for my life. Please help me stay strong. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I felt all drawn out with no more words to write, only tears to shed. My play neighbor was already stealing numerous glances. I could see him from his window reflection glaring back at us as night had fallen. No more clouds for me to pretend I was admiring. Usually, I enjoy watching the clusters of clouds that remind me of my favorite fluffy blanket back in my house. It suits me during turbulence. As the two-hour flight ended, I felt a sense of gratitude and release. I felt grateful for an opportunity to connect with myself and God in that way again. It was time for another goodbye to the time and a new hello to my loved ones in Kenya. The cycle of love and grief was about to start afresh. That is life. Once again, writing proved to be a faithful companion through the tumultuous waves of thoughts and feelings. The moment reminded me of those who left but still walk on the face of the earth. I'm still unsure which is worse, to lose someone and know they will never come back, or to lose someone and know that they could come back but they choose not to. Love is a risky affair. All things considered, can one really belong without loving? 
I belong to a community of writers because I love writing. I belong to a community of young, ambitious Africans because I love to be purposeful. I belong to a community of God's children because I love God. Loving gives me a sense of being. Therefore, opening myself up to love kicks the door wide open to grief. There are two sides of the same coin that quickly interchange power by the sun's rising and setting. At every turn of events and breaking of dawn, I have to release what I thought the people and things I love would look like to accept how things are and how they will continue to be. I used to think that authentic healing and forgiveness meant forgetting, but now I know some wounds leave scars so deep they take ages to heal, and others leave us and others leave with us as companions and reminders of all the Goliaths we have faced. They stay with you like companions reminding you of all the doors you walked through before reaching the room you are in now. I arrived home in Kenya where I was once again with my remaining family members. Their love did not suddenly erase the memory and the wound, but it did become a starting point to feed the heart and soul with what it genuinely desired, a warm connection. Knowing that when grief comes, because it will, comfort and peace will follow soon after the tears because I dared to love, be loved, see, and be seen. I dare to be a part of something outside myself and have a story of navigating grief through self-expression and self-love to leave behind. Ordinarily, this would be a story stored safely in my heart. I'm sharing it with you now because I hear the Lord say it is my season to be the cornerstone at work, a home, in the world. The cornerstone holds the house together, so it has to be strong. If there are excess weights that compromise that strength, it is time to let them go and move on. I now understand that I did not just land at home, I landed in a season. A season that requires releasing the old and the long gone to embrace the new. I send lots of love, affirmations and prayer to anyone grieving a deceased loved one, a dream, a plan, ambition, expectations or goals that are no longer yours to hold. May we all have the confidence to face what we are leaving behind and bid it goodbye. May our hearts be filled with hope and comfort for a tomorrow that does not involve what we are leaving behind, but has us in it, and we are enough. I am Whitney Mwangi, and that's my story. So, that's our story. What's yours? Be sure to connect with us on social media at the storybook underscore ENT on Instagram. The storybook ENT on Facebook. At storybook underscore ENT on Twitter. Let's keep the conversation going. We just can't wait to hear from you.